Welcome back to Fantasy Island. We're coming at you with another one. We're talking today new places, new faces. And we're not talking about you guys going on Tinder trying to find some new honey to hook up with. No, we're talking Bumble, we're talking King, and we're talking this year's fantasy draft. Guys on the move, guys finding new homes, and what the hell are they going to do this season? Are they going to shit the bed or are they going to ball out? So with that, we're going to go ahead and we're going to get at Bombo and Bombo, take it away. When King and I were discussing new faces, new places in the pre-show meeting, a lot of names came up. There's been a lot of moves in the offseason. One name that always sticks out to me since the transaction happened, since this guy got traded for a pizza, is Darren Waller to the Giants. He's the, if you look at what they have on the roster, he's the official number one receiver there. And from what we've seen with Darren Waller throughout his career, where he, when he's the number one receiver, he balls out. He has to stay healthy. There's a part of me that thinks a lot of his injury woes from last year just came from the whole Gruden thing. He's a Gruden guy, right? But all of the pieces are there in New York for him to replicate what he did three years ago, where they have a great running back. They have a developing offensive line. They have, well, what the Giants believe is a quarterback that is going to manage the game and get him the ball. And he might just be a target monster. Darren Waller on his own gets open. You don't really need to scheme him open. He's a, he's a matchup nightmare. I expect him to be targeted a lot. I expect him to get those receptions. I expect him to have a bounce back year, back to what we saw when he was doing it with Gruden for the Raiders. So I got Darren Waller. There's probably a few other pass catchers that we can go with. What do you think, Keith? No, I, and I think these new places, new faces, I think it's like we talked last season, right? Russell Wilson and a couple guys moved and, the year before was Matt Stafford and, you know, and, and there's like a high expectation now when these guys change and these high profile guys change, but really what's the impact going to be and do they fit in what's going on? So two guys I want to talk about are receivers. We spoke about this and the first one is a guy who I think fits well, I think is very humble. He fits into uh, probably any organization is probably gonna be a great teammate, DJ Moore. I think he's the next step that Justin Fields needs. I think a la A.J. Brown with Jalen Hurts, I think that this is going to be the guy that's going to allow Justin Fields to take that next step. It's either going to be Justin Fields takes that next step with him or Justin Fields proves that he can't do the job. Because now you have a true, true, legit number one receiver there that can actually catch the ball from anybody. P.J. Walker, fucking Cam Newton, you name it, anybody who sort of stinks. You know what I mean? So it's one of those things that DJ Moore has caught passes from some inept quarterbacks. So I think if, if Justin Fields can at least sit there and understand, hey, you know what, man, I have to put the rock in this guy's hands and let him do the work. I think it's going to benefit both of them. But I think one of the biggest things that we have to understand is how much that offense is going to be predicated on throwing the ball. It might be a real conservative style type of offense this year. So you might have these blaring numbers but a thousand yards is very attainable right and he's had a thousand yards four out of his last five seasons the other receiver that i want to talk about new places new faces is calvin ridley and what i'm going to say about calvin ridley over in jacksonville is he's on a good team they need that number one receiver there they got a very good number two in christian kirk who struggled last year in that number one role because he's not a number one type of receiver now you're allowing him to do what he does best in Christian Kirk by putting Calvin Ridley as your number one. 
But I will say this too, guys. Buyer beware. Okay, it's not the easiest thing to come back after two years not being on the field and pick it right back up, right? There are guys that get hurt and they're out for a year. They come back, they look great. This guy was gone for two years. The other part that worries me is he wasn't into football in Atlanta. He says he's in now and he's all in, but he took off a half a year for mental health issues. And I'm just really concerned until I see him and I see him do it consistently that I'm going to be really looking to invest some high draft capital. If I feel the values there for Calvin Ridley, I might take a flyer on him, but I'm probably still this season going to lean more towards a Christian Kirk if I'm going to get one of those receivers there. But those are the guys I'm talking about, new places, new faces. I think we got to throw a little bit of a quarterback in there. What say you, Bombo? Any ideas on a quarterback? I have an idea. The elephant in the room on the top floor of the Empire State Building. The new face in New York, Aaron Rodgers. He's uh, like that cartoon, the elephant on the antenna, Doug. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, Aaron Rodgers is going to be the talk of the season. It's literally what it is. Unless he pulls a Russell Wilson and just stinks up, you know, every all of his home debut and all this. I don't really anticipate that happening. I think Aaron Rodgers is still a quality quarterback. He is on his last legs. He does have weapons, but most of all, Aaron Rodgers is, is in the situation that he brewed himself. He put this team together. He did a he did a LeBron. He got there. He said, you need to make these moves in order for me to win. And now the pressure is on him. Now, we've gave Aaron Rodgers his fair share of shit on this show just because he just doesn't come off as a likable guy. You guys as Bear fans have never liked him. I don't like how he throws organizations under the bus and tries to make it seem... Like it's all like to Aaron Rodgers, he can't have a bad game. Well, guess what? Now he really can't have a bad game. He's got it all his way. He's paid. He's on hard knocks. So he's going to be under the microscope. And the Jets right now think that they are Tampa. They think that they are the Rams. They have the defense and the personnel to win a Super Bowl. He was brought there to win a Super Bowl. He literally said he, his goal is to not have that one Super Bowl trophy in their trophy case alone. He wants to win multiple Super Bowls. Well, guess what? The pressure is on. I think he can put up decent numbers, but just in my opinion, the days of Aaron Rodgers being a top 10 quarterback for fantasy are over. I think he should concentrate on wins, but you know, that's up for debate. I mean, the thing about Aaron Rodgers to me and why I put him even in my league losers was the schedule. These guys' schedule is brutal. Let me read off the first few weeks of the schedule. They open up with the Bills at home. The Bills are going to plaster them. Then they have to go on the road with the Cowboys. Then they have to play the Patriots at home, who they haven't beaten the last 30 years. They can't beat these dudes, even last year when the Patriots were dog shit. Then Kansas City comes into the Jets and plays them at New York. So that's another loss, Kansas City. They finally get a break, and they go to a team in Denver now, mile high, hopefully they can get a win there. After that, they hit the Eagles. After that, division game, Giants, Chargers. They get a little break with the Raiders on November 12th, but then right back to the Bills. Their schedule's a gauntlet, bro. This <laughs> dude's going to get rocked. Their offensive line stinks. He's going to fucking show his true colors, dude. I love it, man. This guy stinks. I just hate Aaron Rodgers. But yeah. I think they're going to, it's going to be tough for him. We'll see what happens, but what's a UT? 
Well, King, you did mention one thing that I was going to say right there is their O-line stinks. And when you read that gauntlet of a schedule they got going, the one common denominator between all of those teams is they got good pass rushers. And he's going to have to have his head on a swivel right there. I have no love for the guy, but I really think that there's another reason and another factor why they brought him in. And that's to mentor and teach Zach Wilson. And from what I've heard is he's really embraced the kid and they're really kind of forming a little bit of a bond, you know, but he's still Brett Favre 2.0, you know, he's following the same script and I, I don't have a lot of high hopes for the guy. So yeah, great takes guys. Love that DJ Moore one Bombo. I agree with the Darren Waller because I, I threw him in a different segment. So all good shit. And uh, that's going to go ahead and wrap up our uh, preseason fantasy draft schedule we ran through the gauntlet of everything that we had to get through guys hopefully everybody got some good takes and good content out of there and set everybody up for success in their fantasy draft this year we'll see you